So the question for you is, what is your kingdom purpose? What is your kingdom purpose? <laughs> Amen. I want you to find out what you're on the planet for. Now, I'm studying all this stuff in addition to getting the PhD. Keep praying for me. I'm almost there. Keep praying for me. Almost there. And when I woke up the other morning, this is what he gave me for you, which I didn't think it was for you. I was just hearing it. But I knew finally after I mused, after I went over it a while, oh, you want this for Sunday. Huh. Now, and here's the thought. The highest benefit that you can obtain, I'm going to say it again, in the kingdom of God is to be what God created you for. The highest benefit that you can get from the kingdom, because the kingdom lives in you. Remember, Jesus said that. We're going to read the kingdom scriptures here in a second. The highest benefit that you can obtain from God's kingdom is to be the manifestation of what he purposed when he made you. Now, that's going to be a good foundation for where we're headed because the kingdom is your supply. But if you are not being what the kingdom is supplying, you will miss your supply and be something else. Okay, let's read the verses. Oh, they put it up. Great. It was longer than that. I edited it down because when you're coming out of a dream or coming out of sleep, you know, is subject. So I wrote it, rewrote it, edited it, verified that I'm good, and that's it right there. So let's say it together. The highest benefit, make it I, that I can obtain in the kingdom is to be what God created for his purpose. Do you believe that he made you for his purpose? Do you believe that he loves you so much that he will stay on his mission? Even if you get off? You are right with the concept that your purpose may be different than somebody else's? The yes is faded there. Are you okay that your purpose is intelligently designed? And that he's given you the intelligence to fulfill that purpose? It faded away again. Do you accept the concept that if you don't let God work through you, he will let you do your own work? All right, we're getting that. Okay. Because that is the reality. So what we're going to do here is erase some of, the, some of the religious lines that we have drawn in the sand. Religious lines. Not relationship lines. It's like back in the day when I was growing up, you couldn't go to the movies on Sunday. Oh, no, you ain't crossing that line. Oh, come on, Beverly, you're looking like, yeah, y'all know. If you got gray hair or it fell out you've been introduced, come on Charles, you've been introduced to some stuff that don't have nothing to do with whether or not, one, you love God or two, his purpose for your life. But it kept you intact. I, I see you moving back there, Mike Smith. It, it, they did it in Florida too. We all had the same mamas and daddies, right? There were certain things that they, you were told not to do. And I'm not talking about the things you shouldn't do. I'm talking about stuff that it didn't make no sense. 
It didn't make no sense. It made sense to them. And so since they did it from faith, it's not sin. But today, if we bring that into today, you got a group of people who will question why you do what you do. In fact, there's a whole generation, Generation X, that wonders why you even come to church. They say you don't need church to have God as an active part of your, your journey. And uh, they have raised up now uh, the next generation of Zs down there, the young ones, and the Zs don't think you need church. But, but the word church is, again, it comes from the Roman word or the, a word derived from the Roman culture, ecclesia, which is where we get the word um, ecclesia from, which is essentially called out people, called out from that group to come into this group. Well, why are you coming into this group? Because this group has something in common that it doesn't have in common with this group. So if I'm called into him and he's in the midst, I want to be with people who have his interests in their heart. Now, whether they do or they don't is not my judgment seat, but my goal is to hang around people who are moving where I'm moving because I can't get where I'm trying to go if I keep getting the constant resistance. Maybe I need to go in a different direction. So the reality is when it comes down to God, there are some things that he wants out of us that have only to do with his purpose. And sometimes God won't cooperate with you if you're going against the purpose he made you for. You've seen people who do one thing one time, they get in trouble for life. They can't get away with it because their purpose is too strong. And God is trying to help them get back to where they belong. So let's go to these verses. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Kind of frame this process up a little bit more for you. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Read it with me, please. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Say that all again. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. What is a synagogue like? It's a church, right? A, a gathering of people, right? What was he preaching? Now, you've heard the good news of the gospel. Is this the same thing? I love y'all. It is not. You're listening, you're listening to WKDC Radio, helping you find your place in the kingdom. The gospel in and of itself is the good news about Jesus. The gospel is good news about the king. Now the king is preaching the good news about his kingdom. Okay, let's stay right here. Let's stay right here. We ain't going nowhere. Okay, got it? Makes sense? So why is the king not talking about himself? Amen, Minister Stephen wasn't thinking that. The reason why he wasn't thinking of himself is because of a law in the Old Testament that says people who bear witness of themselves are in error. He says, so let my works bear witness of me if my words don't. So it makes sense that the king of the kingdom isn't talking about himself, but talking about the kingdom itself. So there's the gospel and there is the gospel of the kingdom. You could say there's the gospel of the king, and this is the gospel of the kingdom. If Jesus went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom, what ought you be doing? All day, ladies and gentlemen, and you don't need to be ordained. You don't have to have papers. You don't have to have designations. You don't have to have pedigree. You just have to have a relationship with the king. If you have a relationship with the king, you ought to be able to tell somebody about him. Not about your pastor. Yes. 
I mean, I love you. <laughs> See the difference? I love you. But telling them about me uh, is a step towards him. But how about, how about just getting to him? Getting to him means you have to know him. Did I say everything about him? No. Nobody knows everything about him. I mean, I have these conversations with the Lord, and I encourage you to. I'm like, you know, there's certain things, and you know I don't know this, so why, do you, why am I even having to say this? Because it's about relationship. God slows himself down and lets relationship develop, right? So it's like, you know, there's some things like, uh, like there, are sense, there are times when you can sense that it's right with the world. Especially you ladies, y'all can pick that up. I think it's because of my blood type. I really do. I think because old negative people have a bloodline tendency to be spiritual, a bloodline tendency, that it just kind of makes me aware of stuff. That's why when I have these dreams and I wake up and I'm like, what are you saying to me? And there have been, there have been times that I'm like, I had an attitude asking that question. What are you saying? You know, like that. Like I'm... <laughs> and so I've learned to cooperate with what I don't know. See, this speaks to some of y'all's control issues. When you're not having control, which is what I'm telling you happened to me, when you're not in control, you, you don't like it. You're uneasy. See, all the amens drop back. But it's still true. And the ones who didn't say amen is more you than the ones who did. You got to be all right with being who you are until God helps you become his purpose. Because the greatest benefit you're going to get from the kingdom is being what God purposed for you to be. Some of you are quick-tempered. It's against the will of his purpose as long as you have not yet submitted it under his control. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'll get there in a minute. I'm, I'm kind of moving because y'all keep pulling stuff out and some of you are boycotting like you're not listening. And I flat out know it's all in your grill. It's all in your grill. And just so, so get over it. Just come on. We're friends here. We're friends here. Look at your neighbor and say, why can't? You know what the rest, why can't we be friends? Come on, Michael Jackson. Why can't we be friends? That's not Michael Jackson. Who sang that song? War. war. Thank you very much. Got some war fans in the house. Amen. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> now, just like you practice listening to that. <laughs> practice listening to what God says. Amen. All right. So let's keep reading here. Jesus went about the Galilee in Galilee, teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and what else did he do he healed all kinds of diseases and sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people healing is an outflow from the kingdom of God okay please understand this it's not just a healing ministry when there is a healing ministry they are focused on one component of the attributes of the kingdom okay because Jesus went preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases so healing is a natural outflow of the kingdom because the king is on his throne yes, sir. Hmm. in other words for the king to grant healing is to have it, one of his subjects declare it to be so if the king decrees it then the citizens get to benefit. And the highest benefit that you can obtain from the kingdom, come on, is to be what you were created for in the purposes of God. So were you created to bring health and healing? That's what I said to a person that thought healing was over with. They think that, Shay, because they are religiously indoctrinated 
And they, unfortunately, I'm being general when I say they, they don't have, looking for the right words, because I'm being recorded in heaven. Yeah, well, it's true. I keep circling the same word. They don't have the courage to step out of what they were told because it makes them subject to the one that they say they serve. See, that changes the game when I leave my denomination and now I got to face the one who, is, who I'm actually saying, you don't do this anymore. On what basis? And so I know that they don't have the courage to face him. So they get online and talk about other people as was this young man. And I was sharing with him, you tell me this, is God good? He filled in the blanks with all the time. Then why would he withhold the goodness of a healing? Just, just tell me out of the logic of your thinking why he would. Then he started talking about other ministries. Stop. Why, if God is good, would he withhold his goodness to a person that needs it in their physical body? He tried to, and we stayed there till he changed the subject and moved on. And I then said to him, listen, we have more in common. Used to be I would fight that and just, sometimes your pastor was not, <laughs> I just, I would love to win. Even to the demoralizing of the person. I would, I would go there sometimes because it was a part of winning. It's about a winning. And I've learned to realize that it's not about me winning. And I wanted to help him because I understood, as, that's the reason I said we have more in common. We love the same Jesus that you think you need to defend. And I'm telling you, he is indefensible. You can't stop him. You can't really help him. You can cooperate with him. And in his goodness, he bore stripes and I just went through a couple of scriptures. And after I realized at that point that he was kind of, you know, dazzled, you know, dazed, it was like, stop. Just stop. You know, you know how, now back in the day, <laughs> down to the ground, Muhammad Ali, right? But it was like, you know, you, you, I don't want to, because it's not necessary. It's a part of me humbling myself. That's the whole point why I'm, that I'm using. When we walk in God, some things that you used to have a part of your purpose that were not ordained by God, you got to drop them. Right. You got to let it go. You got to be all right losing sometimes. Right. See, I know some of y'all on this side, I felt you go out like, I ain't losing nothing. <laughs> your eyes all big. <laughs> I understand. I do. I understand. But it don't work and you'll see. So let's go to the next verse. So we know the kingdom, there's an outflow of the kingdom and it has to do with healing and he's preaching Jesus the king himself, not preaching of himself, he's pre preaching about where he came from and its supply. Let's go to John 21, 21 and 22. Check this out. Um, any Peters in the room? Anybody identify with Peter? Just say amen, I hear you coughing, but could you say amen? You identify with him? It's all right. Charge, you identify with Peter. Man's man. It's a man's man. Or it's a woman that's bold who runs her house, you know, like, you better do what I tell you to do. And even me. It's true. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Peter will take the hill. Peter and Peterettes. There you go. So let's do that. Look at what he's saying. 
Peter's seeing him. Now the him is John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Okay, John, not the Baptist, but John who wrote the book of Revelation. So they're all sitting there. It's supposed to be a good time like at Thanksgiving, right? So Peter said, seeing him, said to, John, to Jesus, but Lord, what about him? Now what's wrong with this whole statement, Peter? What, what's wrong with this whole vibe? Can you, can you tell me something? What are your thoughts? Huh? Yeah, what about him? What about him? <laughs> you know he wasn't saying, what about him, Lord? That wasn't what it was like. What about him? <laughs> I saw that thing. What about or some ladies? What about her? <laughs> right? What about him? Look at this. Look at this. Jesus said to him, what if I will that he remain till I come? What is that to you? I want you to look at yourself with your own fingers. And I want you to do like this. What's that to you? Now point to your head. What's that to you? Now look at your neighbor and say, I love you. But what is it to you if the Lord uses me this way and uses you that way? Amen.